0: Hey guys, we're on our last Friday chat of September. I really hope you've enjoyed them. Vicky is so positive and inspiring, and she's shared so much great wisdom and lots of tips with us this month. So let us know on social media what you think. I'm at cat underscore horrocks, and Vicky is Vicky Mellard underscore PT. I am pretty sure if I've said that wrong her links are all in the show notes anyway so definitely follow her to keep up with everything else she shares online and yeah I'm sure Vicky will be back in future for some more Friday chats so leave us your feedback and enjoy this last chat, this is a more serious one, we're talking about eating disorders or at least disordered eating today and how certain things you're doing might not be very normal and how we've sort of overcome them personally. Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. Inspiring conversations with badass women, empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first. So for our last topic, I wanted to chat to Vicky about um, disordered eating. Mm-hmm. So if you've if you feel like you might be triggered by this, obviously don't listen. Yep. Um, we're not going to be just dis- we're not going to be like going into gruesome details or anything. No. Because like I've discussed with Vicky already, I feel like if if and when I chat about eating disorders in the future, it will be with a health professional. Hundred percent. But. We, I do want to chat about disordered eating because there's a big difference between having an eating disorder and having yeah. certain disordered eating patterns. But as I've discovered in the past few months, if your you know mental health is compromised for whatever reason, I think it's very easy, like an eating disorder, any mental health issue can creep up on you without you necessarily... No. know it like knowing or without you being able to stop it and um, obviously once you're in that cycle then yeah it's very difficult to get out of so that's just personally what I've experienced in the past few months feeling lower and feeling like falling back into certain disordered eating patterns that I wouldn't do if I was feeling my best
1: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah I more wanted to highlight them today for anyone listening because I think diet culture normalises certain things that isn't normal so yeah any any diet is a disordered way of eating because if you look at like little kids and how children eat they eat when they're hungry they stop when they're full they if they like a food they'll eat it they don't like a food they won't eat it and then that's it and they just carry on with their day and that is how we are meant to be when we're hungry we eat when we're full we stop when um we pick the foods that we like to eat we pick foods that um will fuel us like our body's quite good at recognizing when it needs food like when you get hungry that's your body telling you i need to eat it's not it's not a lie like it's not trying to get you to overeat or anything like that and so anything that stops you doing that is a disordered way of eating so any kind of diet that restricts you from that normal type of eating is a is a disordered way like I would say um to an extent calorie counting macro counting is a disordered way of eating but there's like levels so you can have some people that are quite happy to macro count and it's just in tune and it's part of their day life and it doesn't affect them mentally at all. So yeah. if they go outside of that, they're okay. Like They're not ruled by it, but they just know and it's just part of their daily routine. There's quite a lot of people in my industry that do that. And they're just like, yeah, it's what I do. Like I fit it in. It's how I eat what I want to eat and enjoy it. Um, but then you've got other people that will sit next to a calculator and their phone and be working out exactly what they can eat that day how it can all fit in have a meltdown if they're asked out for dinner if they have something that isn't within their macros and that's a disordered way of eating um yeah when i when i calorie count i get so obsessed with it yeah. that I find myself on my phone throughout several points of the day checking on my fitness pal. If I'm eating out somewhere, I'll track that meal. You'll plan the meal. I'll go on the web. If if it's it's a chain like Nando's, Fruit is a prime example, I'll go on the Nando's website. I'll decide what I want. 12 hours before I'm in the fucking restaurant. Or I'll decide what I want. That's a reasonable amount of calories, maybe a bit extra than what I'd normally have for dinner because I want some chips or whatever. So I'll put that in my MyFitnessPal and uh, eat around it, and then I'll work backwards from there. Yeah. And that might mean having a ridiculously low amount of pasta with my lunch, yeah. whereas I'd normal i have, have like a regular portion usually. And I I also found when I was going over my calories, like it it was just I think if you're spending. I think if you're just spending too much time thinking about food and planning it in that way. Yeah. Like if, it's, if you went over on one day, would you then go under the next? Possibly. I feel like again, like like you said, there's levels to it. There's levels to like how disordered your eating patterns yeah. can be. I wouldn't necessarily go under the next day, but I would feel shit. Because I would be like, oh, I'm not gonna lose as much weight now because I used to do that. Yeah. I I was the person that was like crying with my Coca Yeah. But um, I, or I would, star, I, would, I would starve. I would starve myself. Go, for yeah. Like this, I would have my breakfast. I'd have a tiny portion for lunch, and I'd be so hungry, but I knew I'd be eating in a restaurant. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm gonna be having a ridiculous amount of calories, so I'm, I just can't eat anything. Yeah, and it's just and it's that mindset is so negative that. You start to view food as a number, rather than as what it's meant to be, and that's nutrients or a sin or a pine. yeah, or whatever other bullshit. Yeah. Um, so any yeah plan, it is exactly, and like no, no, again, no food is a sin. Um, like, Slimming World, does my head in. Just gonna hold out on her. Hate it. Like. Can someone please explain to me why eating an endless amount of potatoes is free? Like, that's a free food, but an avocado is 14 sins. So therefore, you've used up your entirety of your sins on an avocado, but you can eat all the potatoes in the world. Now, from a a standard point of view, no food is free of calories apart from celery because you burn more eating it but that's it and cucumber maybe because water, yeah. but <sighs> potatoes still have have calories so you couldn't just eat like every single meal being like 300 Odd potatoes. How anyone would eat them? On potatoes. I don't know. But you know what I mean. Like you couldn't yeah. just go and expect to like not gain weight because you've because you, you have overeating yeah. on potatoes. And also, that's like that. F- on the flip side, I also have disordered eating patterns around eating too much or using food as like an emotional yeah product, trip on stressed or purposely overeating mm-hmm. and actually eating. Eating to get that stuffed feeling. And if you're someone who is prone to those things as well, for someone to say, oh, eat as much as you want. Yeah. That's not like that's not treating that mm. part of your behaviour. It's encouraging it. Yeah. Because you're not learning. I think learning... learning your fullness cues is just as important <sighs> as learning your, your hunger cues. Absolutely. Like, you should never need... Everyone should know when they're full, like, when you feel satisfied from a meal, so that then you're like, yeah, I've had that meal, and that's it, I don't need do anything else. Because what a lot of people tend to do as well is they eat so fast that their body hasn't really recognised that they've eaten, yeah. so then they're like, oh, I'm still hungry, I'll go back for seconds, or I'll have dessert. Whereas if you stopped watching the telly or got off your phone, whatever's distracting you, and actually just ate the food slower... Then your body would recognize that as satisfying it and filling it, and I just think the idea of foods being free or um, pointed just goes against what what actually constructs that food. Yeah. I just I just think it's I don't really get it, and like the same goes for like say sugar content in like people obsessing over the fact you can't eat fruit because it's too high in sugar. And it's like, well, surely for the health benefits eating an apple is better for your health than some artificial sweeteners. For example, I'm not saying you can't eat artificial sweeteners. I love Diet Coke and things like that. Yeah. But, but it's, it's the fact that the apple is adding something into add, your It's literally wedding. adding, yeah. Whereas the sweeteners, yeah, okay, they're, they're, they're calorie free and whatever. But that doesn't mean you can't have an apple it just means you can have both Yeah. so I think it's when, anything that makes you stop and think about should I have it shouldn't I have it or you start having negative connotations with certain items of food that's the start of a disordered way of eating because you're not looking at food like you're not looking at food as it's food you're looking at it as something bad or something good or something healthy or something unhealthy or something that's going to add to your calories and it's just not the natural way of of eating. Yeah. But I think because of society, everyone's slightly disordered in the way that they eat. Yeah. But you've just got some people that take it further than others. Yeah. And like I say... If, if you happen to find yourself in a situation where you're more, you might be like busier than usual or more stressed or anxious, like your mental health, like, knows to fall back on those things. Yeah. So it knows to go into control mode. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, my job's shit. So let's download Absolutely. my fitness pal and obsess over this because yeah. at least it's a I can con- control it's a and track absolute, this. And it's, it's an a absolute control massive control thing because at the end of the day you can control, not that my job, shit by the way I fucking love my job but <laughs> that was just an example for but, someone else yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's like you can control what goes in and out, like what goes into your body like you have physical control over what you eat, out of everything else that happens in your life that is something that's a non-negotiable it's your control because everything else there's all there's almost like something else that's attributing to it yeah. so that is where disordered eating comes from because it's taking that, back that control and it tends to find that people that have these disordered ways of eating tend to have a slightly obsessive personality in some way or another Yeah, there's something that triggers them to have this well if they're not obsessing over one thing then they have to have control over something else Yeah, and it's definitely something I had like that yeah like I'm, I know I'm someone who I I have to know the outcome of something. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm, do it. I'm really uncomfortable. And if plans change or oh, if the gosh, outcome yeah. is changing yeah. or if the outcome is out of my control, then that yeah. doesn't feel good at all for no. me. So I think it's interesting to... Bring that back to food, like reading Mel new book. Yeah, really it did make me think a lot about that recently. Yeah, when I was, when I moved to Manchester, and like um, I didn't have a job, like I just moved here, I didn't really have any friends, um, like I was home alone because I was trying to look for jobs, and obviously Elliot was working, and nothing was in my control. Like I gave CVs out, but I couldn't get someone to give me a job, like they had to want me. So then I did fall back on like old habits of like calorie counting. And then I, because I was upset, I fell into like my binge eating disorder and yeah. it's because I that was the only thing and I had control over, it, even though it was a a disorder that was making me feel even worse because there's nothing worse than eating to the point of absolute you're so full, you're just eating for the sake, like, it's not doing anything, you know it's not doing anything, but you still eat. But I could control that, and then I could control starving myself the next day, and then it's just, and it's just one of, yeah, so I think it's definitely, it's a big thing to be aware of, if that's what your personality is like, like, are you, are you trying to fill a void with Control of your food when actually you should be looking at what is causing that control. And like you said, Melwell's book is just it's everyone should get it basically if they have some kind of yeah, because even like negative relationship with food. Even if even if you can learn that and just know it, at least you can keep an eye on it because at least you know I know because I will say that like I know that I'll fall back on those things. Yeah. when i'm feeling stressed mm-hmm. so at least i know to look out for it and maybe take some steps to like help to support myself a bit more through those times rather yeah. than just let it happen yeah because um it never really goes like no one's ever it goes back to like balance before yeah. like no one's ever no one's ever nailed it with no. the perfect diet no. or the perfect and diet. if you've had like Bad If you've got, you've had bad relationships with food in the past, or you've had some kind of disordered eating, you've had it because of something in your personality or something in your life, and even if you get over it, it's still kind of there. Like, I will never calorie or macro count ever again, but one of the reasons I will never do that is because I know if I ever download my fitness file. I would fall back into that numbers game because that yeah. that's my personality and I yeah. don't ever want to do that. And there's times where I will be like I'll catch myself thinking, Oh I probably shouldn't have that. It's quite calorific or yeah. well I know I'm I know I'm going out for dinner tonight, so I just won't have this and it's like actually if you're not somebody when you go out for a dinner, then you just get something a bit smaller. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I found myself since deleting my fitness pal. Which I've done like on and off for a couple of years. Um. I can't. I still have calorie count in my head some days. Like I know. Yeah. I know you obviously get to know. Most of us eat the same similar food, similar meals. Yeah. So you kind of get to know what's in stuff. So I'll catch myself like estimating throughout the day. And then I have to stop myself and just think Pat like let's take a step back and look and look at this food. Like it's it's beans and veg and tomato sauce with pasta or it's Yeah, it's meat and is it a well balanced meal? Yeah, exactly. Like let's look at the food and let's look at the numbers. Let's notice like how we're feeling about the food. Are we mm. energised by it? Are we feeling sluggish after eating it? Or are we full? Are we hungry? Yeah. And are you I getting a really, like, range of nutrients from that food? Yeah. Like, is the food like making me feel good? Like, am yeah. I eating it for the right reasons? Or am I eating it because I'm stressed? Mm. Or am I eating it because I think it's what I have to eat to be skinny? Or yeah. whatever. And if you like are this. eating it because you're stressed, is it going to make you less stressed by eating that? Or... Do you... Like, Could you have something else? Or you just... It's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. I think that... I think if anyone has, like... Calories are are a strange one. So I feel like everyone... I think it's good to have an awareness. Yeah. Of... Just like it. Of... Not necessarily, like, the... Like, what like, calories are in, but roughly the amount of certain foods. So, knowing that, I don't know, uh, avocado is high in fat, so you don't eat three in one city. Realistically, (laughs) yeah, try not to have, like, one every day. Or if, but then even with that, like, if you're going to have one every day, which... I don't know how you can afford to have one every day, but if, you, <laughs> if you're going to have one every day, then know that that's quite calorific. Therefore, that's going to make, that's gonna make part, a big part, a big of, that part meal. of that meal. So then you probably shouldn't have a big fillet of smoked salmon with it and and things like that. And just kind of knowing what makes up the food to kind of balance it out. Yeah. So a big salad which is just made of leaves cucumber and tomatoes and a bit of chicken is not a meal it's a snack because that salad is probably about 100 calories because it's just water you've got your chicken which is like 150 or something so it's 250 that's not that's not a meal that's a snack so it's things like that that people need to be aware of because when you have to say people say well I had a salad for lunch and it's like no you had chicken and leaves yeah like that's yeah like a salad should have like a fa- a nice fatty dressing yeah or some, some sweet, sweet potato or, chunks in it yeah. or like some root vegetables or if you're bread gonna bread on the side yeah or if you're gonna have like more of a fatty like higher fat one then yeah you bring in like some nuts your avocado like that makes up a more hummus. balanced hummus is good honestly yeah <laughs> and more, but it's just things like that so it's just being aware of and like a classic one is cereal um serving sizes because i think it's a good i don't really like because they're tiny but it's good to be aware of them so a serving size of cereal is 30 grams which if you've got quite a dense cereal like granola is half half a handful like it's nothing but people will Fill their cereal bowl up with granola and be like, Yeah, well, it's only 150 calories, it says it on there, and it's like, Yeah, but that's just for 30 grams worth of that. So it's just being aware yeah. of things like that. Because if you are on a weight loss journey and you're like, Well, I had granola for breakfast, I had salad for lunch, I had soup for dinner, it's like, Yeah, but have you had, are you aware of how much you've had, or Yeah, is it, yeah, it's being it's portion sizes have helped me manage like my lifestyle without calorie counting yeah because it's easier and it's not as obsessive yeah because it's easy to say is this a viable portion size mm-hmm. is this too small or is it just ridiculously yeah. big which happens <laughs> yeah and then i can go from there but it's, yeah, it's also being aware of, like, there is an element of education. Yeah, and, and that's definitely. not saying that you have to go around the supermarket and check the calorie no. content and everything. It's just reading books and, like, just just being more aware of what's out there. And Zanna's book is quite good Yeah, for, like, a healthy look at portion sizes and she gives, like, examples of... What's a rough portion size yeah, for each the, fruit fruit? the same in hers yeah Rit- nutrition yeah um, I've got that book because hers is all about nutrients, not numbers so and it's yeah. she's a nutritionist so you can't yeah. get better than that yeah, but it they both are just like look at it from a health a health perspective and it's because from a health perspective, you shouldn't just be eating carbs and no protein no fats you shouldn't just be eating a high protein diet you shouldn't just be eating a high fat diet you need to be having balance. a balance of it all depending on what works best for your body so i think it's having that awareness but not letting that awareness take over um, but i just think that, that i think the diet culture it's that's brought under solid eating and, and until that gets completely demolished we're always going to slightly have it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I is agree. really sad. Because food should be. Food is social. Food is like it. It nourishes you. It's not just about. Like the saying, "Food is fuel." Like it is, but it isn't just that. No, because that's how humans have evolved. Yeah. It's, like, it's not just. You know, we we learn we learnt to cook so that opened up so it different could be exciting animals. and we can explore we learned to like farm so we learn yeah. to produce more food to feed more people and then we add more babies and yes. like humans have evolved with food so it's it's not just a case of like oh just eat food should food eat should eat excite you eat. like you should yeah you should enjoy food is like every oh, like meal. dna yeah you should and it shouldn't be it's sad that it's a stress for people, and it and it scares people, and it's no longer and it's just seen as, well, if I do this, this, and this, I'll lose weight. I don't like what I'm doing, but I'll look like her or, um, getting to that point where you're on the other side and you get into that vicious cycle of, you kind of give like you feel. You feel rubbish, you're just going to eat for the sake of eating and the next day you feel worse so you starve yourself and then you feel even more rubbish so you eat and and you just stop looking after your body and I think you just need to get back to, to doing what we should be doing and acting like children a little bit and eating when we're hungry, stopping yeah. when we're full and enjoying the food that we eat. Yeah, and like really thinking about The food that we're eating, yeah, hundred percent. Like, and are we are we really enjoying it or are we just eating kale because it's meant to be healthy? Like, what do we fancy? Like, when I interviewed Grace on the podcast, we talked about her before as well. Um, she said like one of her self care things was like have a meal that you used to love when you were a kid. Yeah, like so true. Like smiley faces and beans (gasps) or something. Smiley faces, the best. It just, it it just is is good for your soul. Like my <laughs> one of my favourite childhood um, meals, and it's really annoying because I don't have it because it's just really hard to make for me. But was lasagna? Mm. My mum used Real used lasagna. to make like the best lasagna, and that was a proper because I was quite lucky in the fact that most of my meals as a kid were like home cooked. Oh, yeah. Very rarely did we have chicken nuggets and chips and that was like a treat when a friend came round so I used to love friends coming round yeah <laughs> but like... now I'm exactly the same but yeah. it was it was like fish pies and lasagnas and like roast dinners and things like that but dairy free gluten free lasagna just isn't quite the same it just doesn't taste as nice but what's your so what would your like childhood food be? Mines chicken chicken dippers Smiley faces and baked beans. Cheesy baked beans. Bit of grated cheddar on the beans. beans. So... <laughs> oh, I know. What, Just, as a kid I could try? eat so much. Um, I used to love turkey dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, smiley faces, yeah. I used to... To be fair, this is a thing that I have in... Uh, potato waffles with yeah. cheese that's mm, the my- I still yeah. eat that to this day um vegan cheese <laughs> yeah I just I think it's just that it's a little bit of nostalgia it's a little bit of processed and you only have it once in a blue moon but I think you need it like I'd say that yeah v- Vionetta you still love that mm. Dragon wheels. Mm. Penguins. Echoes. Mmm. Echoes, yeah. I don't even know if they exist anymore. I know, Am I, I being really old with that? Sorry, I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> she always asked to buy books. She's there! there. <laughs> She's always there. <laughs> oh that. Because she said Echo! Oh uh, that's her name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh well. Yeah. She's, she's quiet now. <laughs> Only in the world. Oh so yeah. I would say I'd say anything potato based. Yeah. I was actually gonna just round up the advice. Oh. But yeah, anything potato based is great. So we'll link the books we mentioned, and I also think everyone should read the Goddess Revolution by mm-hmm. Wells as well. And Her then hungry book. for more. And then hungry for more. Yeah, but the Goddess Revolution is an absolute must read yeah. if you if you have anything like if you think you have any issues yeah. with body image and food, which is ninety nine percent of people. Yeah. I would also say as well, like if you are. Listening to this and recognizing that you have some of it, or you know someone that is, and it's feeling a little bit more serious than what we've discussed, I'd highly recommend that you talk to somebody about it, whether it's a family member, or a professional, or a friend, or even if you just write it down. I think it, the biggest thing I did was talk, and I think yeah. that that definitely shouldn't keep it to yourself. And uh, yeah, definitely. Way. And I think beat the UK charity yeah. for eating disorders has, like, signs of, yeah. you know, that you can observe in family members. Because, okay. obviously, when when this, like, spirals and becomes it's more really serious, hard to it's really hard to stop. You'll, like, people start isolating themselves, yeah. or they'll be, they might be, have changed in mm-hmm. some way. So, it's, like, they have loads of resources yeah. on, like, recognising other people. Yeah, and it's they? not saying that just because you've, you, you, been on diets for ages it doesn't mean it's going to turn into an eating disorder at all but it's just if you can catch yourself now and start to change your habits then perfect but it could go it could turn into something worse if you don't recognise or open up with somebody else yeah definitely because you know shit happens in life so if you have a coping mechanism you're going to fall back on it if you're feeling crap about something so it's hopefully recognizing your self-sabotaging coping mechanisms Mm. and finding some healthy ones as well your body's very good at knowing what it what it can do what it needs when it needs help so i'd advise listening to it it's very clever (laughs) thank you so much for listening to put yourself first if you enjoyed it or you have any feedback I would love you to leave me a rating and review wherever you're listening to this. And if you'd like to reach out to me on social media to let me know you enjoyed it or just have a chat and say hi, I'm at cat underscore Horrocks on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're feeling extra kind, share this on to a friend who you know needs to hear this one too.